This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. But yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to The Godless Revolution. Today is December 27th. Of 19, not even 19, Jesus, it's 2020, and this is episode 314. I'm Dan Ellis, joined on the line by Mr. Ryan Duffy. Yes, sir. And Matt. And Matt, I'm here also. Yay! Good to hear from you guys. How How's everything going? Your your (laughs) Christmases were good? Yeah, I'm still fighting the lingering effects of a hangover. Oh, was it was it worth it? Did you have fun? I was on the phone the whole time. I was talking to a buddy back home and just kept pouring into my glass and didn't realize, oh, shit, I drank a lot oh, in yeah. a really short time frame. Oh, I'm getting really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And uh, I paid for it yesterday, which, yeah, made me pay for it today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have any eggnog? No. Just I, uh just whiskey. I imagine you're not a big eggnog fan. <laughs> no. Like I've I've made there's some cocktails I'll make with egg white in it. Uh-huh. Just to mm. make them nice and frothy. Yeah. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. And and you, Matt? Um yeah, I've been uh pretty busy the last few days. Uh I normally do Christmas Eve with uh, my side of the family, and then we do Christmas Day like with Danielle's family and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so Christmas Eve was cool. We were we were able to um, get gifts for uh, like an eight year old boy whose mom is the single parent, and uh, they also ha- are take care of the grandmother. She's got. Uh, brain cancer so um, yeah so we were able to get him a bunch of stuff and then uh, we got some stuff for a couple single elderly um, ladies that one of them was slightly special needs Um, so we just went around and delivered the gifts and stuff and that was that was good it's a good time Um, yeah and then we just did the normal Christmas thing with her family so well, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we, you know, we typically host the holidays here at the house and told everybody months ago that that was not going to happen this year. And so one mm-hmm. of Tracy's brothers uh, hosted some family members. It's been a little bit of a to-do uh, over the weekend because, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, Tracy and I did our thing on Christmas Eve um, and you know, she made a nice dinner and everything. And then Christmas day, we all got together for a zoom call, uh, to open presents with the whole family and mm. noticed that at her brother's house, like 
there were everybody was there almost everybody a bunch uh, of people were there mm-hmm. and none of them were wearing a fucking mask at all mm-hmm. and so that was that was upsetting and disappointing and then um yesterday tracy was on the phone with her mom like called her mom and you know heard people in the background and tracy's like where are you well tracy's mom had gone over to her brother's house after they just hosted everybody over there for fucking christmas and she's over there to have him show her how to use her new watch and again none of them are wearing any fucking Mm -hmm. masks and it's like okay well why the fuck did we avoid having Mm -hmm. everybody over here for christmas if all of this shit is just going to go on anyway you know like we're we're trying to keep Tracy's grandmother and mother safe from anybody transmitting the the virus to them and she's just out fucking putting herself at risk anyway so it was yeah really frustrating and yeah disappointing Tracy Tracy was really mad <laughs> really <laughs> mad I I I don't see like I've seen her like angry or upset whatever but like very few times have I ever seen her like mad, mad. Like she wanted to break shit yesterday, mm. and I can't say I blame her. Um, but that's it. I I don't even know what to say about it anymore. Like I understand people are are tired of the virus. They they've got COVID fatigue. They see that there is uh, a vaccination in the works. You know, within the next few months, hopefully they can be vaccinated and everything will be fine. Okay, but then don't put yourself at risk until then. For fuck's yeah, sake, mm-hmm. everybody. Jesus fucking Christ. You've gone this fucking long being isolated and separated from everybody. And now when it's the very most fucking dangerous point at any time within the pandemic and everybody's just like, oh, fuck it. There's a vaccination coming soon. Okay, but you don't have it yet. For fuck's sake. Yeah, it's. It's going to be until probably close to the end of the summer with achieving the possibility of herd immunity with the vaccine. Yeah. Of getting anywhere close to that for sure. Yeah. 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 I actually had a talk with, or we were talking with a guy at the the gym, one of the gym managers uh, about two, two, three weeks ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, why can't we just get herd immunity with this? Like other things. And I was like, well, we did that with the 1918 pandemic and that took three years to just naturally get herd immunity and look at the numbers that died mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. numbers for this, that will die just achieving herd immunity without a vaccine are going to be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. So it's how many people do you want to die from it without a vaccine versus having a vaccine? And still it's going to be like two years for this one with a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. No, it's bueno. Tracy Tracy hadn't seen It's a Wonderful Life and so we watched that the other really? night. Yeah, she she had never seen it and uh, you know, so we watched we watched it uh Christmas night. Yeah, the the day okay. of Christmas, uh Christmas afternoon early evening and mm-hmm. uh noticed that in one part of it, I don't know if you guys remember Mr. Gower, the drugstore uh where George worked as a young boy. And yeah. Mr. Gower received mm. a telegram that his son died and was very upset and almost poisoned somebody because uh, he was the chemist or pharmacist there, mm-hmm. you know, ran the drugstore and filled capsules with poison on accident after receiving this disturbing telegram that told him that his son had died in 1919 from the flu. So yeah. in, so in mm. 
and it's something that, you know, pre-COVID I, I hadn't really noticed or paid much attention to, but part of that movie is somebody very influential and important to George's whole story arc. Um, the reason that that guy was so upset is because his son died from the 1918, 1919 flu pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just mm. one of those things that jumped out that, you know, I've yeah. probably seen that movie more than a dozen times and had never thought of that before. Sure. But now that we're in a pandemic, right. it was, it was glaringly obvious what it was. Yeah. I know. That's interesting. I, I didn't even think about that. Well, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me you cry it every time that, I see that, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought it was odd that Tracy hadn't seen that. And I thought it was odd that Sarah hadn't seen eight crazy nights. Oh yeah. It's like, you haven't seen this one. <laughs> so we watched that, uh, <laughs> you know, deer shitting everywhere and eating poop. Mm. <laughs> You went highbrow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We did. Classic Christmas stuff. <laughs> it's the Hanukkah one. I mean, we went cultural with it. No, I know. It's it's like the worst actor of all time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I even mentioned, I'm like, yeah, this was done in like 2001 when Adam Sandler actually still cared about the content he put out. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would say compared to the stuff that's underneath him now, it's it's he's never cared. Even back to his stand up days. <sighs> uh it's 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 some of some of his stuff I like, some of it I can live without. There were there there were there are some cute things like fifty first dates I liked. Uh, that was cute. Um Sure. Yeah. The wedding singer was had some good moments, great soundtrack. Um mm-hmm. There's there's other things I'm sure that I can't think of right now. Some really terrible stuff too, and some stuff that'll just be like kitschy classic stuff forever. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we've we've rounded up some stories about 2020, kind of a year in review. Um. We figured that we would start. Well, Dan has. <laughs> um. <laughs> but we figured we would start with uh things that we probably forgot even happened this year. Like things, this, this whole year has seemed to blend into, I don't know, a decade or more of time living through the pandemic and having Donald Trump as the leader of the most powerful nation in the world. And Mm. so there are a lot of things that we just have all kind of forgotten. Uh, I pulled this from mashable.com. Of course, Megxit happened. Uh, It's when, it's when. Harry and Meghan decided to leave the royal family, kind of, sort of. And, yeah, because the royal family's racist. <laughs> and they, they moved. I never heard about this. Yeah, they, they left. They, they kind of set aside their royal heritage and privilege for a bit, or, or a little bit, sure. and, and decided to move out of the spotlight. Because I think, I think a lot of it was that she was being attacked a lot of she came under fire from a lot of racist attacks from yeah. people, mm. uh, and of course, Brexit happened as well. Mm-hmm. That's still kind of a ongoing, slow moving train wreck. Uh, mm-hmm. Parasite won the Oscar for best film. Did you guys ever see that? I haven't watched it yet. I just remember when Trump blew the fuck up, being like, "How can what an American film can't win it? What's with this?" Jeez, <laughs> oh, America first. 
yeah, yeah pretty much uh, i thought it was an interesting movie ultimately i was like mm, I, I don't think it should have won best picture whatever um where was it made uh, uh korea yeah it's a korean oh. film yeah hmm. it was interesting but not that interesting i think um mm-hmm. there were locust swarms in africa the right. biggest swarms like recorded in decades. Uh, Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to prison for sexual crimes. Mm-hmm. Of course, Michael Bloomberg ran for president. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of the prophetic Netflix reality shows that aired. I, I don't know that they're really prophetic. <laughs> no, they were kind of bad. Uh, let's see. Some of these I'm going to skip over because I don't, either know who these people are or care about them (laughs) like the Australian wildfires. Like it's like some of these things we've forgotten about because I I don't think they were really all that important. Um, But yeah, the Australia fires and California fires this year. Mm -hmm. Um, We started the year by making LOL WW three memes laughing at the possibility of world uh, war three. We, we we launched a missile at another country's fucking head of their military and killed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donald Trump ordered a drone strike mm-hmm. on Iranian General Qasem Soleimani in January when yeah. he had never heard of him. Most people had never heard of him. And then mm-hmm. everybody who was on Trump's team were like, "Oh yeah, he's a bad guy," and it was a good thing that they did that. Well, you didn't you didn't even mm-hmm. know who the fuck he was before this happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the president was impeached and acquitted. Yeah. Uh, we were risking it all to watch Cats Doolittle and Sonic the Hedgehog in theaters because <laughs> that was a thing we decided was important to do because we hadn't fully realized how terrible the pandemic would become or was. Oh, I forgot about the whole Cats fiasco with the buttholes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, That's the, right up your alley, Ryan. The, I know. The cat fiasco with the buttholes. You don't remember about that? How they had to... Uh, this, this, Allegedly, they had to go back in and re-edit the film before it came to theaters to edit out all the buttholes of the cats because they actually gave all the cats buttholes. <laughs> I, did, I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, they digitally gave the cats buttholes in the film. Gave them or <laughs> took them away? Well, they took them away after they gave it to them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they realized, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Let's remove the buttholes. We're going we're gonna to go back and digitally alter these cats to remove the chocolate starfish. Yeah. Like, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> have been that anatomically correct with this film. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, we thought stockpiling toilet paper would save us from the virus. Of course, that had mm. no effect at all. It just no. caused problems for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Tenet was in theaters for like 47 months during the pandemic is what it says here. Mm-hmm. And I don't still even know that film. Did you guys, have you guys seen it? No. Oh. Mm-mm. It's, it's interesting. Um, it, I, 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 I liked it, but I didn't think it was terrific. Like it wasn't, it wasn't awesome or groundbreaking. There were some actually groundbreaking things that they did in filming and directing of it that were really cool. Um, but, and I, and I think those will carry on into other films in the future. So there, there were some very important, um, I don't know, breakthroughs or changes in how they decided to do 
narrative storytelling and and special effects that were they were really cool, but ultimately the movie just wasn't huh. terrific. Um, J Lo and Shakira did a concert. Uh, I mean Super Bowl that that happened, and Donald mm-hmm. Trump yep. of course no, was a apparently, giant. Apparently, I fucking think I remember dick. that they uh they woke Satan up with it. Uh huh. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, their their booty quake <laughs> shook shook the heavens and hell and 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 made all the Christians cry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Jared Leto and Big Brother contestants found out about the pandemic weeks after everyone else did because they were uh, apparently meditating in the desert. <laughs> Trump praised the coronavirus opinions of a doctor who believes there are demons in sperm. Does everybody remember yeah. that? I remember her. That was fun. Uh, I, I, I ended up blocking at least two people because they, they said that she was really intelligent and, and just because I'm an atheist is the only reason that I would discount her opinion because she mentioned the word demon. No, because she's batshit crazy. Because yeah. everything else in that sentence makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, it was, but it was my, it was me being an atheist that clouded my judgment uh-huh. of everything else she said because she worded, because she used the word demon. And, and people will look at her and go, yeah, she's a doctor, but uh, Joe Biden's wife is not a doctor. <laughs> uh, we debated the status of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's nipples. <laughs> I don't remember. You guys remember? That. Yeah, everybody I don't was remember this one. No. Everybody uh noticed that in in one of his uh coronavirus updates when he'd do the little panel, uh he didn't have a jacket on and you could see through his shirt that it looked like he has his nipples pierced. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that was that was fun. Uh, Kanye West not only ran for president, but was endorsed by Chance the Rapper and Elon Musk. Yeah. I think, I think wealthy people with money should probably just, you know, stick to what they do best and, and that's making money and, and doing other. Like, Elon Musk is an interesting guy in that he has a lot of money to fund a lot of interesting projects, but he's really not one of the brightest guys in the world. Mm hmm. Uh, no, which is, which is why I've always said Elon Musk isn't necessarily smart. He's just good at putting smart people in the right place to get this shit to work. Like he didn't invent Tesla cars. He had a cool idea for him. It took people that knew how to make the car in the right place. Yeah. He didn't invent the car. Yeah. Well, it was his idea. And, and I think way too many people get confused between somebody having the resources and means to gather a group of people who know what the fuck they're doing with somebody yeah. building something like, Oh, he did that by himself. He started this company, did all that. No, he didn't. He had right. fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We lost a lot of, uh, important people, a lot of celebrities this year, a lot more than we could even keep track of. Uh, Kobe Bryant, yeah. little Richard, John Lewis, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Chadwick Boseman, Alex Trebek, uh, John Prine, so John so many people. John, yeah, I mentioned John Lewis in there. Okay, yeah, tons of people. Uh, nobody yeah, remember Trebek, Trebek was a real tragedy. Yeah, he was. He was an interesting guy, man. He, I, I he, he made knowing shit and being smart cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome. There, there. We need more people like that. Instead yeah, exactly. of instead of reality TV show and game show hosts who 
mm-hmm. are just dickheads. <laughs> and of course, I should, I should, since I said that, I should also mention that Kobe's daughter was an extreme tragedy too. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, nobody remembered four twenty. And it wasn't because we were too high, unable to puff, puff, pass. 420 was a sad state of affairs this year as stoners everywhere grappled with an unknown risk factor of smoking during the pandemic. I mean, and the story says, I mean, we didn't even notice that the whole month of April was technically 420. <laughs> but now, <laughs> now that the pandemic has messed with our sense of reality, time and memory, even when sober, we can stop blaming it all on pot. Murder hornets failed to do what was promised and didn't put us out of our misery. <laughs> yeah, I haven't known a single person that's got murdered by a hornet this year. No. And I had high hopes. A uh, Bolivian orchestra was trapped in a castle by wolves. What? Yeah, the Bolivian orchestra was stranded in a haunted German castle surrounded by wolves. That's, that's well, now it's haunted. a haunted castle. They should have released the ghosts. <laughs> so uh, the hounds. Chris Evans doxed hmm. his own dick. Apparently, <laughs> he accidentally leaked his own nude. This is something that I was unaware of until we started reading this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the internet stand Kim Yo Jong, Kim Jong Un's sister, when there were fears that Kim Jong Un had perhaps contracted and possibly even died from the coronavirus. Yeah, I remember when there was like a month where I was like, no, he's dead. He's dead. Then all of a sudden he disappears. Well, that whole thing was really interesting to me because it showed just how secretive and closed off North Korea is that our, oh, yeah. that all of the United States intelligence agencies, none of them could figure out if he was even fucking dead mm-hmm. like that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, 27 people honest to God believed in a baseless conspiracy theory about Wayfair sex trafficking children oh, through cabinets. God. Like that's yeah. how fucking stupid people are these days. There was like, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I say well, there are guys at work talking about it, and it's like, well, how do you explain it? I'm like, they explained it quite well. I'm like, that's for ordering like industrial numbers of these things. Yeah, is it weird that they got people's names? But yeah, they're not shipping kids in them. <laughs> order one and find out. <laughs> yeah, you can you can order one and have it shipped to your house, and if there's a kid in that, you should probably report it to the authorities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's going to happen is you're going to get a Costco amount of fucking shelves delivered to your house. <laughs> uh, Disney made the live action Mulan movie that I still haven't seen. Did you guys, did either of you watch that yet? No. Yeah. I, I heard it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested. Yeah. And she was on the run for a little bit. Uh huh. And president Trump, of course, wished her well, <sighs> which is uh. very strange. Probably because she's got a video of him being peed on. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump apparently fi- felt that he wasn't being relevant enough, so he decided that he was going to ban TikTok like seven mm-hmm. different times and then just kind of forgot about it. Still not banned. Yeah. Um, let's see. Twitter got hacked, and possibly so did Donald Trump. Remember that when Twitter yeah. got hacked and, and took over a bunch of celebrity profiles and started tweeting yeah. stuff out? Yeah, Mega 2020, hard password. (laughs) Uh, Carol Baskin was a contestant on Dancing with the Stars because that's that's a thing that should have happened. Uh, A whole bunch of famous people got COVID. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks. 
I remember see, that one. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson, Prince Charles, Andy Cohen, Pink, Doja Cat, Lena Dunham, Brian Cranston, Antonio Banderas, Alyssa Milano, Kevin Hart, Brian Cox, Robin Pat, Robert Pattinson, Tiffany Haddish, Jim Parsons, Kanye West, Boris Johnson, Rand Paul, Chris Cuomo, and Harvey Weinstein all got COVID. Hmm. And many, 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 many others. Trump bragged yeah. about passing a basic cognitive test. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I took that test and I realized I'm a genius because I aced that thing. <laughs> well, yeah, like the whole point of that is if you miss any of these, there's something really, really wrong, wrong with you. Yeah, like like you need like, to be like checked into. Yeah, you need to be checked into uh, some sort of care because there's something wrong with you. But we'll all forever remember person, woman, man, <laughs> camera, TV. Okay. They were. And I good. honestly think he's just naming things that were around him at the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not uh, familiar with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. He, 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 he was in an interview and bragged. That he had pay that he had passed this basic cognitive test. It's like if you show up mm-hmm. on scene, like uh, going back to your guys's EMT training. Yeah. Like if you show up on mm-hmm. scene, you ask some very basic questions, like, you know, what day is it? What's your name? How old are you? What year is it? Just to just to see if the person is in mm-hmm. shock, if their brain is working, right? And mm-hmm. I might tell them, like, hey, I'm going to tell you like the color blue. Can you remember the color blue? I'm going to ask you again later if you can remember the color blue. Then, like, you know, you go through some more questions. You go, hey, what was that color I told you to remember? Like, oh, blue. Hey, good. You're remembering shit. <laughs> if you can't remember it, uh, there's something else going on that you can't remember. A simple thing like blue. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just kind of triaging right. their their issues. Um, <sighs> let's see. Yeah. So the, they, they told him to remember five words. And he remembered those five words as person. <laughs> oh, okay. That's where that comes in. I Camera, yeah. yeah. Woman. <laughs> And he kept saying it over and over. <laughs> he was so tired of himself. And, and like, like it was uh, this this heavy, incredible thing that he had remembered: person, woman, man, camera, TV. Uh, yeah, and they were all very, very surprised. It showed um, his superior intellect. <laughs> uh, the the mobile only streaming app for entertainment Quibi was launched and then shut down only six months and almost $2 billion later because, never it, was heard a, of it. because it was a stupid Ooh. fucking idea. The, the whole, the whole idea of Quibi was that you could, it, it's short for quick bites of digital content. So oh. they, they were making high budget shows like, and just breaking them into between like six like and 12 minute segments that you could, okay. that you could watch only on your mobile device. You could not watch it on a phone. And then their technology was super cool because you could watch it in either landscape or portrait mode. Ooh. <laughs> it was just like one of the stupidest goddamn ideas ever. And it failed miserably, mm. went down in flames. And I think the leaders of Quibi still don't really understand why, like when, mm-hmm. You know, they, they figure everybody would want to do that, but that's not a thing that really happens. Um, armed protesters mad about haircuts stormed into Michigan State's capital. capital. Mm-hmm. And this was, yep. this was before they uh, started really plotting, or maybe they, have been, maybe they would have been plotting at the same time 
to kidnap and execute Michigan's Governor yeah. Whitmer. Yeah. Macaulay Macaulay Kirkin turned 40 years old. <laughs> I didn't realize wow. he was 40. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. How old are you guys now? I'm 36. Yeah, I'll be 39 next month. Jeez, you guys are younger than Macaulay Culkin. Man, yeah. oh man. Yeah, I was 32 when we started the show. Oh, wow. He made you as Jesus when he died. It's <laughs> Was he 32? Well, how old was Jesus when he... Was it 32? I was thinking... 33. Yeah, I, just, I just remember you making jokes early on about how you're better than Jesus. Cause you lived longer than him. <laughs> yeah. When, on my 34th birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see the NFL known ally to black protesters, ally in scare quotes, painted end racism on a field and then called it a day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Trump tear gassed, peaceful protesters, journalists, priests, and bystanders, so that he could stand outside a St. John's church and yeah. hold a Bible upside down. Yep. I didn't forget uh-huh. about that one. Fuckhead. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Taco Bell canceled potatoes, the quesarita, loaded grillers, and seven-layer burrito. Didn't know that was a thing. I, w- I was bummed out about the seven-layer burrito going away, but I also haven't had one for years. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> They're good, though. Yeah. Uh, Ebola decided to make a comeback at the worst possible fucking time. That was that was uh, not great. Lori Laughlin went to prison for yeah. yes for paying to get her daughters into college. Uh, her, her 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 TikTok daughter wasn't that what she was doing or something? She was like an influencer on one of those fucking things. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Ivanka Trump ruined Goya beans. Told everybody to just like try something else if you lose your job. And uh, also yeah. her childhood, Ivanka's childhood friend said she blamed a fart on someone else. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, entire supervillain arc of Space Karen, a.k.a. Elon Musk, was a thing that uh-huh. happened because he's just he's just pulled so much bullshit this year that it's almost impossible to stay on top of it. It's like. If Donald Trump wasn't president, that's kind of like Elon Musk, but almost like they're they're on par for just doing weird, dumb shit. And I, but I do really like SpaceX and what they're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're doing some great stuff. But again, it's not necessarily because he's a genius. He has money. Oh, yeah. He's got money and yeah, he's putting people in the right. I think he's putting people in the right place and he's also letting them do it a different way, which is making SpaceX better. Yeah. Uh, Steve Bannon has been indicted for stealing build the wall donations where he and a few other people were able to dupe a bunch of idiots into giving them money that they then stole, (laughs) which is just shows how stupid people are. Yeah. Um, The government doesn't take donations to build shit. They take your taxes. <laughs> Let's see. Michael B. Jordan won People's Sexiest Man Alive. I can mm-hmm. see that. He's Rightfully a good looking dude. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Vin Diesel debuted a song to an audience of monolith sized slabs of iPad people. Uh, it was. No it way. Was, 
I remember going and finding the song. I don't know if it'll play there, but it looks like it might not. Like the link is dead. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just, it was weird because it's just an auto-tuned fucking song. It's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's not good. (laughs) It's not good. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, of course, was caught in a in a compromising position with Borat's fictional underage daughter. Uh, Hands down the pants. Yeah. Barack Obama published his 768-page memoir that I still need to get and read. I'm that's very still, that's a long, that. that's a long one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's big words in there. It's not like Donald I Trump know. wrote it. <laughs> um, the Pentagon released UFO videos and nobody gave a shit because they're just ident- unidentified things. Doesn't mean I saw that a takedown of them. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're aliens. It's just shit. We didn't know about or couldn't explain. Here's a bunch of videos of it. I, I saw one guy that used science and it's like, basically that's a bird. Yeah. Uh, and lastly on this list is scientists also found evidence of possible microbial life on Mars and water on the moon. Yeah. Mm. Two interesting developments that I'm sure will, will impact our lives moving forward. We have, well, what about the, f- that fire festival? Was that this, was that 2020 oh, or was that, that? That was 2019. That complete 2019. Okay. Oh yeah. That was, okay. that was the previous yeah. year. Yeah. The fire yeah. festival going down in flames. Yeah. That was, there was like three documentaries that came out about that this year and it was fun to watch all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I watched one of them and figured that's uh, all the time I want to spend on this. <laughs> yeah. I was just enjoying people's misery. Yeah. Uh, so this will probably be a bit longer show today because we have two more segments and we want to go over in the next segment. We'll talk about the worst things that happened this year and we'll finish that up with some of the best things that happened this year. So stick around. Hey guys, this is Brandy Hamrick. I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. Contrary to popular belief, we don't all fuck our cousins and we didn't all vote for Trump. And you're listening to the godless revolution. from last night? Yeah! What? I ate them! What? You ate them? They were for the manger scene! You ate the baby Jesus and his mother Mary! I thought they were animal cookies! Animal cookies! Animals. Animals. Oh, Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ is not an animal, alright? I thought he was a monkey! A, a monkey? Oh, please! Mary, have you you the, the son of God was a monkey! Was, we worked all day on those cookies! Uh, I'm sorry! You didn't see the hay, the toasted coconut was hay, the barn... I thought that was all part of the zoo. Why don't we have a zoo on Christmas Day? I mean, you know what? I'll, I'll make it up to you. How are you going to make it up to us, Larry? Okay, you just swallowed our Lord and Savior. I'll make it up. I'll go get another manger scene. Yeah, where? Nothing's open. It's Christmas. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Okay, so uh, we're, we're going to go over the... What is it? The, 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 everything bad about 2020 ranked. And this comes to us. According to Vice. Yeah. This, this is from Vice and they've got, what is it? 30 things listed, listed here. Um, some of them I have not heard of before, but the, yeah, they look 
they look pretty terrible. For for example, number thirty, uh, that that sack of wet eggs. I I, I, I don't know why why huh? you would sell a sack of wet eggs, but I'm guessing they're boiled and they or pickled. Oh, pickled eggs. I don't know. That's the only two things that are boiled. Mm. It looks like the, yeah, it looks like there's liquid inside of it. Uh huh. It's got to be either boiled or pickled because you you would smash them all. <laughs> they weren't. Oh yeah, for sure. And you, I mean, you, why would you put liquid into eggs or into a bag of eggs that was not hard boiled? Like if they're just in there, yeah, that just that wouldn't make any sense. So yeah, they've got to be pickled or boiled or both. I guess pickled eggs or boiled eggs also. I'm. Moving on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, that that made it onto the list. Yeah, that was that was just weird. Uh Sir Tom Moore. Uh and I I don't know why. I don't even know who Sir Tom Moore is. Uh twenty se- yeah. tw- twenty eight on their list is the Celebrity Imagine collab. Celebrity singing a John Lennon song. Oh yeah, you remember that? Yeah. In a sincere attempt, to, in a sincere attempt to boost morale, is probably it says one of the most egregious things to have happened during the pandemic. But also, what else would you expect from them? <laughs> TikTok dances. I want to add to that. Oh yeah, the 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 even worse than that is the fact that our government isn't even attempting to boost morale. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think Donald Trump may argue that point and say, I've, I've been trying to be the cheerleader by lying to people and telling them it wasn't as bad as it is, knowingly putting their lives mm. in danger to make them happy, you know, uh-huh. and, uh-huh. you know, encouraging them to do the things they want to do anyway, you know, hate black people, murder people, kidnap uh-huh. people, rob people blind, earn more money than they could ever spend in 20 lifetimes. Uh-huh. All of the best uh-huh. things about humanity I've been trying to champion. Uh-huh. That's great. Uh, <laughs> the next thing on their list is 20 at 27 is TikTok dances. I do not have mm-hmm. TikTok on my phone. I've not installed it. I, uh, may in the future, but I, I don't know. I, I, I try to not have, you know, a bunch of different social media things going on. I'm primarily on Facebook and sometimes on Twitter and in sometimes really rarely on Instagram. And it's just cause. I can't keep up with all of them, and I'm and I'm an old guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I think TikTok ad- adults that are on TikTok seems weird because it's just a bunch of little kids dancing on it. It's like <laughs> there's a, there's other good stuff on there. My wife has Is it there? and shows me stuff every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Twenty six on their list is DIY beauty. Watching everyone butcher their boyfriend's mm-hmm. heads with clippers or rip off their acrylics. During the first lockdown was a sight to behold. God bless hairdressers and nail salons. 20- yeah, I gave Sarah a haircut. Oh, did you? Yeah. She's a daring yeah, person. quite well. <laughs> well, she figures I cut my own hair, so I know how to cut hair. Well, but, that I just cut all mine off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, when, when we're talking about style and volume of hair as well, there's, mm-hmm. there's a vast, vast difference between the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> well, that's good. Did you use a floby? Yeah. No, no. It's a floby. Nice. Or a suck no. cut? A suck cut? <laughs> it's the same thing as a floby, just different brand? Yeah. It sucks as it cuts. It's from Wayne's World. <laughs> okay. Mm. 
Uh, number 25 on their oh. list uh, is dating apps. Please tell me more about how you're looking for a quarantine bay and how you won't bring bottles of Corona to our park date. Mm-hmm. 24, sex being canceled. Because remember being able to meet up with someone for the first time, share an awkward first kiss in the bar, and then go back to yours in an Uber for slightly disappointing sex? Uh, weird to think that's basically illegal now. <laughs> <laughs> 23 on their list is Instagram lives induced by a lockdown delirium. Everyone from celebrities to people you went to high school with hopped online to talk for hours at a time about nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a buddy that was there doing Instagram live concerts. Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Huh. You'd get different bands to come on and play music on Instagram live. Hmm. I there. There was a, uh, was it this year? Yeah, it was this year when Post Malone did a, did a live thing and covered a bunch of Nirvana songs. It was actually it was really, really fucking good. good. Yeah. It was yeah. a, it was a really good concert. I was very impressed. Um, 22 on their list is Covidiot. Just one of the yes. more, just one of the many annoying new phrases 2020 blessed us with. Something I can imagine Piers Morgan yelling on Good Morning Britain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 21 is the COVID test, sitting in a car park, hands slippery with sanitizer, trying to shove a swab down your throat and then ramming it up your nose until it gently pokes your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't agree that's a bad thing. Well, I mean, the, the test is uncomfortable, but having the test is a good thing. Oh, for sure. Uh, to number 20, bars, restaurants, clubs closing for good. There's been a yeah. ton of business closures. Um, yeah. A lot of it having to do with service industries and retail industries and, and restaurants and bars. Yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of good places have closed. A lot of people who had started businesses this year and then were hit with a pandemic and that really sucks for them. Mm-hmm. Number 19, we mentioned in the previous segment as well, toilet roll hoarders. Mm-hmm. Late March was spent walking to the corner shop several times a day to ask the guy behind the counter whether they've got any in yet before <laughs> before we dropped six pounds on a four pack. Uh, Eighteen gardens, not problematic in their own right, but being without a garden for the first lockdown was a stark reminder that renting somewhere with no outside space because you're never in anyway was a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah that would suck so i'm guessing this is a british list yeah it looks like so. it is yeah uh and so yeah that would just translate to yard yeah yeah and i had yeah. i had a few friends move like sell their houses and move into condos or apartments and yeah now they're now they're just stuck in a building mm-hmm. with no no place to really go of their own outside and just be able to sit out out of doors uh, in, right. in a space of their own. Number 17 on the list is, quote, this is like an episode of Black Mirror. Mm, talking about, mm-hmm. I'm sure, all of 2020, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Number 16, that James Corden and Gary Barlow song. Never heard of it. Same. I have huh. no idea what that's talking about. Number 15, the bread obsession. Everybody making oh, yeah. their own sourdough. Uh, trace that, like that was an issue because stores were like, yeah, we're out of flour and yeast and cause everyone was making their own bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody making mm-hmm. their own, their own bread, their own food. A lot of people 
Yeah, staying at home and and learning how to cook or cooking again for after not doing so for a very long time. Uh, number fourteen, clapping for the NHS. Uh, says, do you remember being woken up from a nap by your neighbors exiting their homes just so they could bash a wooden spoon against a pot for ten weeks straight? I don't think that was a bad thing necessarily. That was that was trying to show support for the people yeah, working in, for the workers. Yeah. Yeah, the, the health. You did that here in the U.S. in certain cities too, where they would get out at night and like I can't remember what time everyone would do it at, but yeah, they would make a bunch of noise, being like, "We're all here." Yeah. Uh, number thirteen, the end of going out clothes. <laughs> this <laughs> this this really hits home. Yeah, I haven't bought. Well, I, I was going to say I haven't bought any new clothes this year, um, aside from pajama pants, and that's <laughs> that's pretty much the case. Like. I, I wear I wear regular pants very infrequently these days. I I think the last time I left the house for anything Oh, it was just last week. I had to I had to run something. I was returning an item that I'd ordered online, but before that it had been a couple of weeks. Like I've left the house a handful of times throughout the year and I don't know. It's I, I've settled into it very very well, I think. Uh number twelve, watching Love is Blind. I, I never watched that. Yeah, that was, I think that was referring to the thing in the other list about stupid Netflix reality shows. Uh, could be. Oh. Number 11, every, rela- every relationship became difficult. <laughs> it says, it felt like all your friends hated you and locking down with your girlfriend was a terrible idea. <laughs> hmm. I've been pretty fortunate there. Tracy and I get along really well and, mm-hmm. and, we just we just kind of click on so many different levels that it's been it's been not too bad it's been it's been nice like yeah it hasn't i'm sure that it's been much more difficult for a lot of other people who don't like the people that they live with very much uh, <laughs> i mean like, i've enjoyed having sarah around more often because you know when i work weekends i never get to see her yeah yeah it's, mm. it's been kind of nice um Number 10 on their list is going dark at 3.39 p.m. Obviously, daylight savings happens every year, but this time mm-hmm. it feels like an actual attack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to press your face against your set, your sad lamp, the seasonal affective disorder lamp, just to muster mm-hmm. the strength for an evening walk. <laughs> Number nine is your WFH setup. I don't know what a WFH setup is. But it says, after 10 months of being hunched over your laptop on the sofa for 40 hours a week, your back is probably fucked. Oh, work from home setup. Oh, uh, good call. Yeah. Uh-huh. I already had a good work from home setup going, but it's, uh, it has improved. Like I've, I've moved some stuff around, made it a little easier. Uh, number eight, eat out to help out. It says yeah, literally any other slogan would have been better. <laughs> That's like, uh, there was a, there was a doctor who recently put out a tweet, um, something, something about she misses eating out her friends <laughs> because oh, of the pandemic and, and then tweeted again, Where? like, oh my God, what have I done? I meant eat out, mm-hmm. eat out with my, I eat out with my friends, just not eat out my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um number seven anyone who says they are thriving during that's, the time that's of the me. pandemic <laughs> it says see also self-described introverts who say they were quote made for lockdown 
and anyone who promised to write a whole book by the time it was over. Mm. Number- See, yeah, this is where I'm going to say the thing that I think people uh, might not agree with. Lockdown, this whole year has been good for me. Oh, yeah? Why, I hate wh- going to restaurants. Uh-huh. Why do you hate so, going to restaurants? I, didn't have to go. I don't like food. Oh, well, you like some food, oh. just you're very, you're like very picky. Food. Yeah. And then when I go to a restaurant, I don't know exactly what I'm getting. <laughs> so it's always like, oh, am I going to like this or not? Uh-huh. And my woodworking has, I've stepped up my woodworking. Mm-hmm. So being able to spend as much time as I want in the garage doing woodworking has been awesome this year. Yeah. I've learned a lot. So on I, the personal side of it, me learning how to do a new skill and learning more about it, uh, mm-hmm. I've been thriving in that aspect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There have been, there have been some positives and some negatives for sure. Um, Otherwise, my life hasn't changed because I still have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Number six on their list is the way people pronounce COVID. Is it COVID or COVID? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've only heard the one. Yeah. Is there, is like the other one, like a posh way of saying it? It's COVID. I don't know. <laughs> Number five, Let's, Zoom. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that still sounds the same to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number five, Zoom quizzes. They take up time that could be used napping, but I will allow them over <laughs> the festive period. Number four is emails. <laughs> When, when are we going to think of better phrases than the ongoing situation or being like with everything that's going on and simply address the fact that we're living <laughs> through a global pandemic and no, this email does not find me well. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, uh-huh. thirst. And we're not talking about needing some liquid necessarily, unless you're uh, Ben Shapiro. We're talking about the start of the <laughs> pandemic was characterized by rabid horniness. Some of you even tried to push the lie that Joe Exotic is hot. <laughs> then, no. Then Tory no. women began referring to Rishi Sunak as Dishy Rishi, somehow <laughs> tricking themselves into believing that a photo of a man wearing a gray hoodie was hot. Finally, a simple silver chain briefly elevated a man who looks like most of the boys on your school's rugby team to God level hot. Maybe 2021 is the year being horny stops rotting our brains. Because, <laughs> yeah. The, the dude in the, in the necklace is not hot, I would say. Number two on the list is Brexit. It's hard to think about coming uh-huh. out of all of this and knowing that we won't have the opportunity to, to breeze through the EU queue at the airport ever again. And number one on their What's list. What's funny about that is oh, yeah. about the Brexit thing uh-huh. is now that Europe is in like a really strict lockdown and they're like, Oh, wait, we need to get fish from France. How's that going to happen? It's like, well. Should have thought about that before Brexit, shouldn't you? <laughs> How are you going to get food and products and materials from other countries now? Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought was all a lovely joke, wasn't it? It was going to be fun and weird and, yeah. And then we could say, keep out those darkies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number one on their list uh, is the concept of time. No days of the week, just vibes. Now everyone knows how I live. And I, <laughs> because the, your, the whole concept of time to you is irrelevant. Well, it's just gone. 
Yeah. I never know what month it is, what day of the week it is. It's my work schedule that does it because we're always shifting what days I'm working. And it's like, I know I go to work for three days and I come home for four. That's about it. <laughs> what month it is, what day it is, is usually not on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just noticed that time, that all time just kind of blends together. Uh, you know, even, even talking to Tracy about shit that has gone on, you know, recently or weeks ago or months ago or whatever, like, Neither one of us can really remember when something happened. Like it could have happened yesterday or two weeks ago. And who knows? Does it really matter? No <laughs> yeah. We've, we've time, time is a void that we just fill with different activities, I guess. And they, they can all just kind of warp and move around and it doesn't really matter as long as you remember that there were good things and bad things, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> coming up, we will be talking about the very best things that happened this year because there were some definite <coughs> highlights and, and good points throughout the year. And we figured we should end on a high note. Hey, everybody. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. We have the Latter Day Lesbian Podcast. It's the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm -hmm. And so we do that every week on a podcast, don't we? We do. You're supposed to jump in. Sorry. Just jump in any time. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. We are available on your favorite podcast app. Just uh, look for Latter-day Lesbian, where your favorite podcast can be heard. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Why do Christians take everything so personally with, with Christ, you know? It's like, it's not, not only do you have to worship him, you want everybody to. It's like, I like lobster. Do I go around pushing lobster on people? Do I say you must like lobsters? Eat lobster. It's good. It's good. You know, you, it's not only where you live, you go to, you go to Africa, you travel all over the world, get to eat lobster, have some more lobster, it's good. I don't really think it's We want you to have lobster. Lobster and religion, I, I really don't see the similarities. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Thanks for sticking around, everybody! <laughs> I was expecting that. We have. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to close out the show with the good things that have happened in 2020. This was uh, published on the Washington Post on the 15th of this month. So this is, this is not an all-inclusive list, of course, of good things that have happened. But these are some of the highlights. Um, story starts out and says, When we began listing good things that happened in the year to match the year's number, 16 good things in 2016, 17 good things in 2017, and so on, we knew the exercise would grow more challenging as the century wore on. To be honest, though, we didn't think it would get this hard this fast. Yeah. That's what she said. The year 20, <laughs> the year 2020 turned out to be a difficult one to love. Still, good things did happen. Perhaps more than usual, our list this year includes silver linings. Yes, a terrible plague struck humankind, but we don't apologize for that. Finding the silver linings is how we all make it through, and we're sure this list is far from exhaustive. We'd love to hear from you what good things happened in 2020 that we've omitted here. More to the point, we'd like to wish everyone a safe and happy new year. May our common challenge a year from now be whittling the list down to 21. Without further ado, then, the 20 good things, starting with a few of those silver linings. 
Number one, a terrible plague struck humankind, but scientists responded with unprecedented speed and common purpose, cooperating Mm -hmm. across national lines to decode the virus and then discover and manufacture vaccines that can prevent the disease. Thank you, Dolly Parton. (laughs) I, yeah, I think it's amazing how quickly uh, the the vaccine has been created uh, by multiple entities to get this under control. But yeah, I, and, and everybody says we should make sure that we offer Donald Trump our thanks and congratulations in getting this done with operation warp speed. But I disagree. Yeah. Well, and this kind of goes back to the Elon Musk thing. Like Donald Trump didn't do a fucking thing here. (laughs) All he did was bitch and complain and make things much more difficult for everybody. These scientists would have done this without Operation Warp Speed. Right. Yeah. Pfizer. They they did. Yeah. Pfizer developed theirs without Operation Warp Speed and didn't take government funding for it. Yeah. The only funding they took was money to buy the vaccine once it was done. Mm hmm. That's it. Uh, Number two, thousands of people volunteered to take the experimental vaccines at some risk to themselves. So safety and efficacy could be tested and proven. So thank you all very much for doing that. All of the volunteers who decided to take part in early trials of the vaccines. Number three, we learned to appreciate the selfless dedication of nurses, orderlies, doctors, and other health workers who risked their lives to save ours. And the selfless dedication of truck drivers, grocery stockers, farm workers, and so many more who risked their lives to keep the economy from collapsing. I would like to include uh, people who work in education in that list. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it would be uh, remiss of us to not also mention that a lot of the people who did put their lives at risk had no, had no choice in the matter. It was, it was that they needed to continue working in order to maintain their lives and livelihood. And and yes, Mm -hmm. they knew that they were putting themselves at risk, but when presented with no other option, yeah, I mean, you know, either put yourself at risk and be able to hopefully keep your house or your apartment and, and your things and maintain some modicum of regular life or not do that and lose everything while also yeah. putting your life in danger. So our, our economy has has failed so many people in so many different ways. And I think the pandemic has highlighted all the ways in which, or not all of the ways, but a great many num a great number of the things that we need to change to improve the lives of everybody and trickle down ec- economics is bullshit. A lot of the, yep. uh, a lot of the way Republicans believe the world needs to operate is fucking bullshit. And yep. Rich people are not going to automatically start donating large sums of money just out of the kindness of their hearts. In fact, they'll just add that to their stacks of gold that they're sitting on like a fucking dragon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number four, many of us felt isolated and frustrated in our social distancing, but many found meaning and connection with young adult or adult children, older relatives, and other pod mates. And that's been nice. You know, I, of course I, you know, Tracy and I've been together for quite a while, but I've also learned some more things about her. We've, we've grown closer throughout the pandemic because we've been spending so much time with each other. 
So that's been yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, number five, we also connected and reconnected with friends, relatives, colleagues, and therapists across great distances as we became accustomed to Zoom calls and FaceTime video chats. We wouldn't suggest that in-person mm-hmm. wedding celebrations are gone forever, but the advances we made in telehealth, remote work, and virtual gatherings will outlast the pandemic. Agreed. Yeah, and I think some of those are are fantastic and wonderful things. And you know, just in my own in my own work life, it has opened the eyes of so many people in management who prior to the pandemic viewed working at home as you know, something that was going to reduce productivity that would lead to not enough to that would lead to the work not getting done or make it more difficult to manage people or projects or or developing um, different things that needed to happen throughout our enterprise. And the exact opposite has been shown to be the case where a lot of us much more productive um, and it gives us a much better balance between our work life and private life. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it's resulted in the, in the commingling of the two, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's also shown that you don't have to have a nine to five, go to a, location to get your fucking job done it can be Mm -hmm. spread out throughout the day at various times you know it's just it's a much more natural way to be and to work and has made a lot of productivity gains and a lot of cost and a lot of companies have also realized a huge cost savings in not having to maintain and pay for all of the things that are associated with having employees of your staff on location at somewhere Except for my job, we still haven't found a way to Zoom call a fire. <laughs> well, that's when you—that's when you need better drone development. I know, we need better robots. Uh huh. Yep. We'll just replace all the firefighters with robots one day. I'll, I'll sit here with the joystick controlling that robot. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, number six. As movie theater chains struggled across the country. Some family-owned drive-ins made a comeback, bringing a sense of community to small towns that had thought they were gone forever. I haven't been to a drive-in theater for quite a while, but I always had fun when I would go. I mean, I went to a yeah, drive-in right. comedy show. Oh, yeah. You went and saw it. Was it, was it Kreischer? Uh, Kreischer, yeah. yeah. At a drive-in uh, comedy show. That was fun. Yeah. Nice. I know Chappelle has been doing... Uh, little comedy shows, socially distanced out in a cornfield yeah. <laughs> near where he lives. Huh. Uh, number seven, a record number of Americans turned out to vote in our national election, pandemic notwithstanding. Uh-huh. I would say that's because of some orange menace. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The one thing that Donald Trump has done or, or the, one of the good things that have resulted or been the result of a Donald Trump presidency is that so many people have realized the power of their vote. Yeah. They've, they've come to understand that their vote may not count for a whole lot individually, but in the aggregate, it can make change happen. And if they get enough people out to actually vote in the representation that they would prefer, then they can affect change at a national and local level. Yep. Number eight, as the president launched an unprecedented assault on the, on the democratic process, local and state officials of courage and integrity stood up to his assault and did their jobs with honor. Georgia secretary of state, Brad Raffensperger, Michigan board of state canvassers, 
Vice Chair Aaron Van Langevelde and other Republicans stayed true to law and principle despite the corrupting pressure of their president, the cowardly silence of their national leadership, and at times, vile and violent threats to them and their families. And, yeah. and yeah, I think, I think number eight in itself is a good thing that, it's that there were, kind of sad too. yeah, that there were a handful of Republicans willing to stand up to the president. But at the same time, it's not as if they had a whole lot of choice. If they, like, if they just followed the letter of the law, they, all they did was do their fucking jobs. I don't know yeah, that that's right. something that should necessarily be celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I think it goes to show just how terrible 2020 has been in so many other aspects that when people just do the thing that they're supposed to fucking do as part of their job, we're congratulating and thanking them for it. Mm-hmm. Number nine. And he lost. <laughs> we realized that for 74 million Americans, that doesn't count as a good thing, but the result was welcomed by 81 million ourselves among them and this is our list we celebrate (laughs) the defeat of the worst president in u.s history and i think that is that's that's beyond debate for most people for Mm -hmm. for people who have a, a good sense of history ethics morality politics humanity in general donald trump losing the election is one of the greatest achievements in human history (laughs) yeah yeah if he would have actually won, uh, I don't know what I would have thought of this country. Holy shit, dude. And can mm-hmm. you imagine how bad things would have gotten had he actually yeah. won? If he were handed a mandate that said, for all of the shitty things you've done over the past four years, we're going to send you back to keep doing it. Like how how bad things would have gotten yeah. had he actually he would have been won. Yeah. to do worse shit. Yeah. Yeah. It would have given him a green light to be even more fucking terrible. Uh, number 10 on their list is black women led the nation to this fortunate result with more than nine in 10 voting for democratic candidate, Joe Biden in an election that was far closer than it should have been. Yes. Which is absolutely true. Yeah. There Donald Trump has created a, a definite cult people who, who eschew all forms of reason and rationality in order to prop up and support this man who we've said it before, or I've said it before that he's them. Like they, mm-hmm. they see in him all of their most awful aspects of, of humanity and they see him being rewarded for those things. That's what they want for themselves. That's what they want and desire for themselves and to trod you know, to, to trot upon other people's rights, to keep other people down, to subjugate large swaths of our collective humanity and, and populace in order to prop themselves up. They see him do it and get rewarded for it. And that's what they want for themselves. And it's disgusting. It's, it's one of the things that it's great that he did lose, ele- he did lose the election, but it has also exposed so many awful people, people that I didn't know how awful they were until this all happened. Yeah. Yeah. Number 11. In so doing, they helped elect America's first female vice president, first black vice president, and first Asian American vice president, Senator Kamala Harris of California. Which also brought out more bigots. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. People are like, well, she's not from Africa, so she's not black. <laughs> it's, it's it's like, it's like how this works. Yeah, well, and it's like everything on this list is like it's it's finding the silver linings on on the shit colored clouds. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's just the 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 flip side of the dirty coin kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, number twelve, the Supreme Court ruled that no one can be fired for being gay or transgender. Yes. Thankfully, this was before they had a supermajority of conservatives on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Number 13, when the country was really in trouble, Republicans and Democrats came together in Congress and the administration to pass the CARES Act, which provided relief to businesses and workers suffering through no fault of their own. Yeah, but that didn't go far enough. It did. It absolutely did not go far enough. And it, it, while ensuring that a lot of people were able to at least maintain their livelihoods, it, it, the only benefit it provided to people was to ensure that they didn't lose everything. Like it, it allowed a lot of people to barely hold on by their fingernails to the lives that they knew for a little bit. I mean, yeah. And of course, all of that may go away very, very soon. Maybe we should take just a minute to talk about, um, the the current legislation that is on the president's desk that he is threatening to not sign into law, which means that the government would shut down at midnight tomorrow and that everybody would lose their extended uh, unemployment payments, their eviction protections. It would uh-huh. it would dramatically, drastically alter the lives of millions of Americans. And Trump doesn't fucking care. Oh, he plays with lives like a game until he gets what he wants. Yeah, and that's all this that's all his current stance is. And I I think it's I think I can say with ninety nine percent certainty that he will eventually sign the legislation or he'll just allow it to be enacted. This whole all everything that has gone on since the initial passage of the law earlier this week is all that he's feeling irrelevant. He wants to be in the fucking spotlight again. And so he's causing Mm -hmm. a stir so that everybody's talking about him. And what is he going to do? Because he needs that fucking attention. (sighs) Makes me not happy. No, he's a fucking buffoon. Uh, Number 15, one of the most horrifying acts of police brutality ever caught on video, the killing of George Floyd led to an outpouring of protest and reflection and in many cities and state capitals, the beginning of reform. And yeah, his, his death while unfortunate and sad and sickening has also awakened a lot of people to the idea that the United States is not equal for everybody. That there are a lot of systemic racism issues that need to be addressed that, there are a lot of inequality issues that need to be addressed that there are a lot of policing and law enforcement issues that need to be addressed. And we've started some of the work in, in doing that. Uh, number 16, NASA named its headquarters building in DC after Mary W. Jackson, the agency's first African American female engineer. Mississippi replaced a flag that had featured Confederate symbolism. Fairfax County renamed Robert E. Lee High School for the late civil rights leader John Lewis. Congress voted to rename 10 Army installations that honored Confederate generals. 
and despite resistance, Americans began to reckon more honestly with their history. And the renaming of those military bases is something Trump is fighting for or yeah. against. Yeah, which yeah. I, I don't know how he can say and and have his supporters say that he is not racist on the one hand, while also him while while he's also saying that he does not want to change the names of of institutions that are carrying the names of racists and Confederate soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I hate when people say, well, that's erasing American history. I'm like, no, it's not. That is still in our history. Just, we shouldn't. (laughs) They're not Americans. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they wanted to leave the country. They, they did not want to be Americans anymore. They wanted to be the Confederate States. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number 17. The United States launched astronauts to be international to the International Space Station on a U.S. made rocket after years of dependence on Russian technology. The reusable booster did its job and then returned safely, potentially opening an era of more cost efficient space travel. Yeah, I, I watched that whole thing. It's been awesome. I think it's I think it's a great development that this is happening. I think it's sad though that it is coming from uh a private interest and not from our country working through the government in order to get this accomplished. This this came yeah. this came through capitalist motivations, which sure fine, capitalism has some good uses. I don't think that it should be the be all end all of everything. Um I think there are some things that a government is better suited to handle. And but, uh-huh. but I think like, you know how the government bureaucracy works in a lot of things, mm-hmm. which them not being hindered by having to go through different sets of steps. And they were able to redefine how they did the testing and everything made it happen a lot quicker than NASA would have been able to do it, which is, I think, why they chose that route. I, I think, po- I mean, that's that's because I, I look possible, at, but but at like the same time, a, we make a prototype. We make one prototype. We test it. Okay, we need to make changes. We'll build a whole new prototype. Where SpaceX's theory has been, we'll make a whole ton of prototypes at once. All that can be modified, which is not something that we normally did before. Yeah. And they'd be like, okay, we'll test this one. Now, this next one that's already being built, it's already halfway through being built. We can make adjustments to that one based off the testing on this one. So their advances have come in, you know, months time frame versus years time frame. Yeah. And a lot of that is just tied to resources, though. I mean, if yeah, if NASA had the same funding, they could have done all the same they things. Could. It's just yeah. that, you know conservative policies have been dominant for so many decades that it has starved so many government agencies of the funds needed to actually accomplish their missions and, and accomplish them well and, and timely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I'll say that that's part of the advancement that I've been enjoying come from this is that they're able to work at a lot faster time scale versus Mm -hmm. what the government would have allowed NASA to work at. Yeah. Well, and again, I I think, I think that's framed a little, a little, I would disagree with the framing there. I don't think it's that the government wouldn't allow NASA to do different things. It's that 
funding to NASA wouldn't allow NASA to do these things as yeah. as effectively. Well, I guess that's kind of where you know they wouldn't give them the money to do the same thing that SpaceX was doing. Yeah, because yeah, I guess my concern around it revolves around now we are dependent on a on a company to get things done for us and the company can then dictate their their own prices for things they're the they're the it's it's a it's a company an entity a corporation who is doing these things instead of the united states doing these things that is true does that make sense yeah uh number 18 on the list is carbon dioxide emissions declined in part due to the recession, yes, but also because the cost of renewable uh-huh. energy resources, such as solar and wind, is declining more quickly than many experts had predicted. Which is awesome. Renewable energy yeah. is fantastic and wonderful. It's it's the wave of the future. I am disappointed that the United States is lagging so far behind a lot of other nations in development of renewable energy sources. Well, we have leaders yeah. telling us that wind causes cancer, so... yeah. yeah. It kills all the birds, which, which is which is where I usually argue with my rather conservative colleagues and say, this is going to happen. Solar, wind, renewable energy is going to happen. It is the future. Mm-hmm. So why not have us investing in that future and try to lead in it to be America first, you know, instead of relying on other countries? Yeah, we, we used to we used to be the leaders in in new technology and innovation and now we are followers we 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 follow developments Uh made in other countries who are innovating yep and that's disappointing uh number 19 with the united states set to rejoin the paris agreement and china pledging to reach carbon neutrality by 2060 momentum grew for the global community to take its climate emergency seriously yes which is good and First time ever we have someone sitting at the table of the international communities for global for global climate change. Yeah. So, and number twenty on their list is that after four years of an administration appointing mostly white men to the judiciary and the executive branch, the government was set to look more like America, and not just mm-hmm. with its new vice president, but with a plethora of new faces, including the most Native Americans elected to Congress, the most trans people elected to state legislatures a burst of Republican women elected to Congress and a highly diverse and competent array of nominees for the incoming cabinet for the, (laughs) I don't know why it sounded like I just was slipping into a coma there for a minute. Uh, (laughs) And it says, says, Oh, and a panda was born at the national zoo. Happy new year. That is a cute looking panda. It's got a, it's got a picture of, of the panda cub. Zhao, Zhao Kiji. Was born Don't ask me to pronounce it. August 21st at the National Zoo. And it's an adorable looking little baby panda. Yay. Yay. Um, so we've gone through our list. It brings us to the end of the show. I wanted to spend a few minutes uh, to allow each of us to talk about our favorite things and worst things of 2020. Um. You, why don't you go first, Ryan? Well, I already, I already kind of hit on mine where I thought, you know, the selfish side of it that I have taken the time during 2020 to, uh, expand on a new, uh, 
skill, a new trade, doing all the woodworking stuff where I've, you know, in the past I might've learned something and stuck to just the basics of it. And I've been this year, I've been like, no, I want to challenge myself. I see that. I want to try to do that. I want to build something I've never done before. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's not going to work. And, uh, I've had more positive results than negative results. So I take that as a plus. It's a very, uh, very good thing. Yeah. Yeah. You've been, you've made some awesome things, man. And it's, it's been fun. I really enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it's been a good year for me on that standpoint. Globally, it's been bad. I've been fortunate enough to work in a job that is very important. And I've maintained my job throughout the whole year. So I haven't had to worry about any of the horrible things that a lot of people have had to worry about or be in fear of during this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. It's, it's been good nice. in some ways, bad in others. <laughs> uh, how about you, Matt? What's your best and worst? Um, yeah, I got a few things. Um, definitely the worst thing was watching my family have COVID and being totally helpless. Yeah. That um, had to, yeah. That had to have been scary. Just like, yeah. 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 That, that feeling of complete another helplessness, like you can't do anything for them. You re- can't really take them anywhere else for any help. Yeah. It just, mm-hmm. that had to have sucked. Yeah. Um, and having it myself wasn't the greatest, but, uh, it, it did kind of the whole situation kind of refocused my priorities. Uh, which turned out to be a good thing. Um, and then I got validation for it too, because uh, Ryan's mom said I was her favorite. So <laughs> yeah. that was one of my highlights of the year. I never and, thought that would happen. And she actually said the reason why you are her favorite is because she loves the things that you're doing. Oh yeah. She responded back to me. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but probably said- the best thing overall was finding out that we're having twins. Yeah, that'd That's be a- pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that would so. be that that would be very exciting news. And I said that, you know, we had received some feedback that I had forgotten to mention in one of our previous episodes. One of the bits of feedback was from uh X from Utah Outcasts mm-hmm. who sent us a text message and just said, Hey guys, it's X. Just listening this morning. Congrats to Matt having twins. I just wanted to let him know that if he needs a fellow twin Twin having dad to commiserate with, I'm here. Glad to hear everyone is doing all right. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I'll uh, probably take you up on that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody with some knowledge of how having twins works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. For me, I would say uh, the worst bit of all of this has just been uh, the the distance from friends and family. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we've, we've typically hosted Thanksgiving and, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas day, new year's, you know, November and December and early January, our house is usually just filled with friends and family. And it's been rough not seeing everybody and not being able to spend time with them. I, you know, I miss everybody a ton. Uh, we were, we were, uh, happy to see a couple friends stop by the house distanced. <laughs> you know, they, they showed up in masks and we had a little table set out, uh, near the, near the lamp posts on our walkway. 
mm-hmm. where we would just exchange stuff. They they would set something down and we'd go and retrieve it and back away and vice versa and you know wave at each other from a distance and everything. It was at least nice to see them and and know that they're still out there. Um, but it's been hard not not being able to spend time with the people that we love and care about. And I know that's been hard for a lot of people. Yeah, and I've been fortunate to be stuck in the house with somebody that I care about a great deal and who knows me very well and, and all of my idiosyncrasies and decides to stick around despite all of them. (laughs) Um, and it's been hard not having, you know, not seeing you guys every week and, and being able to chat with you and, and better know and understand what's going on in your lives and how you guys are doing and, uh, to do the show together. Um, I missed that part too. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I have so much beer in the beer fridge down here that has, <laughs> that has gone undranketed. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I miss you guys. Um, the highlights, uh, were, I think, challenging myself in building the stairs that, that turned out really well. It was a lot yeah. of work, but, um, it was, it was nice to do something and to build something throughout all of this that I know will be there for many, many years to come. And that I think I did really well and turned out really well. I I surprised myself at how well constructed those are and and how nice they look and getting everything put back together. Um, Yeah. Yeah, They do look nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's i'm i'm just trying to think of some other real highlights of the year and i think there was that uh being able to spend more time with and grow even closer to tracy uh and our dogs are there i think our dogs have have really helped us both get through this a lot they're just adorable little fucking clowns that that are ultimately entertaining <laughs> that are afraid of uh mittens <laughs> yeah anything new in the house if you if you move something or put something in a place where it wasn't before they're they're instantly afraid of it for whatever reason they're they're huh. very much cre- uh creatures of habit and and have their own little patterns to, of doing everything um but yeah it's it's been nice uh to just get through 2020 and it's nice to know that Next year, we won't have to be dealing with the orange menace uh, nearly yeah. as mm-hmm. much or as often. He'll become largely irrelevant. Uh, he'll still, he'll still have, have sway and hold sway over a bunch of people, but I won't have to get up every day and look at my phone to find out if we're in a war with someone or, you know, what he's done to put other people's lives in danger or to harm other people. It's, we can return to a boring, you know, uneventful for the most part day to day operations of our lives. And I, I can, I can begin to start to ignore Trump more and more every day that goes by, which will be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. For all, everything this year, uh, thank our listeners for everything this year. You guys have been awesome in supporting the show and keeping us going. Hopefully, first we've sticking with us through all our technical <laughs> mishaps. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we've we've entertained you a bit throughout the year. 
made, made your lives a little better. Um, that's kind of what we try to do in apart from just ranting and raving. Uh, but that's, that's it for me, man. Um, that's it for this show. That's it for the year. For the show, we'll we're still going to continue in 2021. For this episode, there we go. Um, but yeah, I, I want to. I hope everybody has a safe and happy New Year's Eve, um, as happy as they can be, all all things considered. And mm-hmm. we can all just look better. We can look forward to a better, brighter, more prosperous, more happy 2021. I might be home for New Year's Eve. You might be home for New Year's Eve. Well, usually when the government shuts down, all leave is canceled. Uh, I've got New Year's Eve. Uh, mm. Yeah. So I'll see what happens there. Yeah. Like I say, I'm sure that he will sign it um, or at least just allow it to go into law. Like if he doesn't yeah. sign it within, is it 10 days? It just, it just becomes a thing. The majority voted as a supermajority or a veto proof majority in. Uh, the original vote. Yeah. And so I'm guessing that he'll end up signing it today. If not today, then sometime tomorrow. And because if he doesn't, oh. it just, it, it harms not only the Republican party, but somebody will be able to convince him that it will be bad for him. Ultimately, if he ever decides to enter politics or have anybody else in his family enter politics in the future. So it's all just been for show and attention because he's been mm-hmm. out of the spotlight. And so before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because you guys are awesome, helping us to pay for all of the things and junk and stuff. Uh, That would be, uh, you go ahead and start, Alan, or (laughs) Ryan. Alan? Okay. (laughs) Alan Firth. Christy Kalbach. Gatheist. Even Andrews. Two skeptical chaps. Vanessa. Sophia Richard. Ollie Olson. John McCullough. Tiffany Hudson. Sinead Duffy, Utah Outcasts, Wesley Aaron, Andrew Vodapich, Jeremy Goodson, Amit Kofefi, Jeff Peterson, Corey Ebert, Megan Mitchell, Freethinker215, Tim Jacobson, Janet Uter, Savita Kuna, Taylor Grin, Purple Dragon, Nico Gonzalez, Chad Pryor, and Itchy and Scratchy want you to please support the Secular Coalition for America and Camp Quest. Yay! Thank you all very, very much. And yes. so, until next year, crucify any autocratic dickheads who figure that they want to take over the world. <laughs> Leave us a review and go hug your puppies. <laughs> and rate the show five times a day toward 2021. <laughs> Making noises. Thank you. For the levels. <laughs> so that Dan can figure out the levels. Making noises. For the levels. Yeah.